Welcome to A Woman's Brew. In today's episode, we'll be looking at beer from breweries who have head brewers who are women. And we'll also be introducing you to the show. This is our first episode. Woo! Yay! <laughs> My name is Joanne and this is Tori. Hi. Uh, we are two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about beer. Come join us. show started first ever show let's see how this goes shall we exciting yeah so <laughs> what we're gonna do so basically our thoughts are we're just gonna get together we're gonna drink some beers we're gonna tell you about it uh might do some beer styles beer history beer culture see what we fancy just drinking just drinking <laughs> just ladies drinking, drinking beer. beer yeah <laughs> uh, so let's introduce ourselves my name is joanne you might also know me as a woman's brew on Instagram. Um, I'm also the owner and creator of Love Beer Learning. Come and find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, that's my beer school. Uh, my first ever beer was a Sam Adams Boston Lager in 2008, which someone shoved in my hand and made me realise that not all beer was yellow and fizzy. Some of it's brown and fizzy. <laughs> but <laughs> equally as nice, I do like a Vienna Lager. Um, so... I was traveling at the time, I was working on cruise ships, and I tried as many beers as I could get my hand on. Uh, I am now at, when I look today, I'm over 2,900 unique beers. That's a lot of beers. That's a lot of beers. (laughs) It's been 12 12 years though, I think I'm doing all right. Most of that are tasters, it's not pints. Um, So I just wanted, about five years ago, six years ago, I wanted to know more about beer flavours and what I was tasting um so I started doing a little training of my palate trying different beers trying working out what the flavors came from um to the point where in July I decided that I was ready to take the Cicerone certified beer server exam now certified beer server um and I might start doing the Cicerone uh second level as well and we'll see how that goes so I just wanted to share my knowledge with everyone. That's what we're here to do. Uh, and then the lovely Tori here approached me to see if we wanted to do a women drinking beer podcast. And here we are. Let's see how we go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, you are far more qualified. I <laughs> far more qualified than I am with anything that has to do with beer. I will just say right. that from the start. But um, my name is Tori. Uh, I come from the land of Sam Adams, which is funny enough because I didn't actually know that was your first beer. Yeah, I'm that was my gateway beer. Boston <laughs> in the US, and that's where it was made, brewed, everything. Yep. Um, funnily enough, I've gone to, from all the times that I've, I've lived there since I was obviously a child growing up, you won't know when I speak because a lot of people don't, but I am American. And uh, I've gone to a lot of breweries across all of New England. Funnily enough, the one that I've never actually gone to is Sam Adams. <laughs> oh, really? That was the first, and then that was the first brewery I ever visited. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one that I've not managed to tick off my list yet. Ah, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, because it's just we, we always it, you always overlook it when you go back, yeah. and now I've always just run out of time. But um, it, I'm going to do it next time. Well, next non-COVID time, that is going to be when I go. <laughs> but yeah, I basically I, I approached you, as you know. Um, because I, I thought it would be quite a good idea because you're actually really highly trained with this kind of stuff. Oh, not highly trained, but... <laughs> no training about it at all. I just really like beers and I thought it'd be quite good to show sort of 
women and men that there are women that like to drink craft beers and we might not all have the you know cicerone level knowledge or anything but you know we all can sit down enjoy it enjoy the tastes and i just thought it would be quite a good idea so yeah here we are i my background really is um i went to school for print journalism and when i moved here seven years ago started getting into craft beer over here um and i thought more recently from lockdown this was a lockdown induced decision i decided to start my instagram which was adventures underscore in underscore optimism um because i wanted to do it for myself really to get writing again um because i my beer levels increased significantly <laughs> as i think a lot of people probably they all, yeah <laughs> yeah um so i just wanted to give just start writing down ideas feedback on beers and everything and i quite like photography as well so um, I just started taking pictures, writing, writing things down, and um, yeah, that's that's how I kind of got into be more into the craft beer tasting than I normally would, and thought it'd be quite nice to get together with someone like yourself who knows a lot of what they're talking about. You can educate me, you can educate other people. It'll yeah. be great. <laughs> women teaching women, let's do it. Yes, empowering. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this episode, as it is our first one, we decided that we would try some beers from breweries who have women as their head brewers. So we are going to look at Wildcard, Aura, and Burn Mill. So we've actually, our plan going forward is that we have the same beers and we can taste them together and see what they're like together and whether we agree on flavors and whether we like them. Um, but we haven't been able to do that this time. So we've got a little mix. I've got the wildcard Nepa. I've got the aura, um, double dry hopped IPA Giosone. I hope I've pronounced that right. <laughs> and the burnt meal after earth BA Imperial stouts. That one last, I think. What have you got Tori? Uh, so for my wildcard, I went with Ella because I know everyone's going to shave me because it's a supermarket beer, but I've had it before and I loved it so much. So I really That's just... That's the one with a supermarket beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then for my aura, I got a lemoncello because I do like quite a good lemoncello. It's a lemon IPA. Very nice. And for my burnt meal, I got High Hopes, which is a West Coast pale ale. So... These ones were mine. Fortunately, nice. you kept nicely in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's crack open the first one. I've got my little tasting glass. Okay. Oh, oh, mine's a bit lively. <laughs> so start making noise, isn't it? I know. Oh, this is very lively. Hang on. No. Da -da -da. Very lively. I'm just waiting for it to settle. It's got a big head on it. Same mine as well. All right. So the Nepa is. It's almost clear. I would expect a New England IPA to be a bit hazier, actually. Um, it is a lemony yellow, and it's got a very bubbly white head. It's quite funny you say that because I would literally. Even though, you know, I've got just the IPA. Yeah. Is, it's also still like, you can't really see in the lighting. Next week, I promise I'll be better lighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is literally that similar type of colour, which is really funny because it's... it's Yeah, they are quite similar in colour, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> right. Aroma. Yeah, mine's got that tropical hop mm. smell that you'd expect. Does it say what hops are in it? Doesn't tell me on the can what hops are in it. That's okay. Mm. I'm going to swell my glass, see if I can. Oh. So I don't really like hoppy beers. She says that and I drink hoppy beers all the time. I don't like, I don't, <laughs> don't really like, like double IPAs, triple IPAs where they're really hoppy and bitter. Like a, like a, yeah. Like a Daya or a Verdant. You won't get me drinking those. I bet, I bet we'll end up drinking some of these on here. And I will make you drink. You're going to make me drink some, aren't you? I, yeah. Okay. Cause I absolutely love hoppy beers. So <laughs> Definitely doing like, those. And I love I, <laughs> So I get from a very hoppy beer, I often get, like a broccoli smell broccoli smell yeah so mosaic hops to me smell like broccoli <laughs> that's really funny though because i i don't think i would have there would have been something in me when i'm smelling yeah. bits to go mm, it, you know what it smells like something familiar and i don't know what it is that's familiar yeah. but if you said to me broccoli i might smell yeah. it and go actually yeah you're right so this is why you got to drink stuff together because then you can you have these aha moments where you go oh that smells like sunshine. and you go oh yeah that's what it smells yeah that's what it smells like you're right so there's a little bit of that vegetal in here mm. which means it's quite highly hopped um no, i'm going to taste it it does have like a very like wheatyish. yeah i mean there's wheat in it and i think you can smell wheat it has like a yeah. citrusy but not it's not a very strong citrusy smell if i'm honest it's um it's very, you know, it's there, you know, it's citrus, but it's not in your face citrus. Yeah. It's more kind of that wheatish bit to it. I quite like. So, if I'm going to have an IPA, I prefer a New England IPA because they're that little, they're a bit juicier. Yeah. Love a New England <laughs> IPA. They're a bit juicier. They're less, IPA. they're less bitter. It's funny because um, everyone calls like West Coast the best coast. Um, and I've, I'll admit the Siren West Coast IPAs are absolutely phenomenal. Like for me, at least from all the West Coast ones I've had in the UK anyways, that that's like golden standard for me. And those, the ones that they did, um, they did it with Green Cheek from California. Oh yeah. From that, I'm like, I refuse to admit that that was such a superior beer to like New England IPA because I'm like, <laughs> no, I can't. Like, I'm from New England, I can't admit that that's the best. <laughs> I do. I am partial to a New England IPA, but I'm also biased. I feel like I have to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there might. Once I worked out, like, because I was just like, when I when I worked out that West Coast IPAs were the really bitter ones, <laughs> so I was like, I don't like those ones. Yeah. Don't buy those. <laughs> And that's how, that's how you develop and work out. You work out your beer vocabulary. You work out um, what you're tasting for. And that's how you then can pick out beers that you know you're going to enjoy, which I think is really important with this, this hobby because you're doing it to enjoy it. You're there for the flavours. So you don't yeah. – though I like trying lots of different things, I generally like to try things that I think I'm going to at least like a little bit. Yeah, you don't tend to go like, I don't like this style, but I'm going to get it because I want to, I mean, I guess some people do. Some you people can have... do. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I go, oh, I'm going to, I'll try that because it's by this brewery or someone yeah, said yeah. it's really good. I'll give it a go. But yeah, generally, like I want to pick something that I'm like, oh yeah, I think I might like that style. I might like those kinds of flavors. I think for me, um, 
you know when i when i'm thinking that way it's it's more like when you i, I like to think about it in a way of when you have people around for a party or something and you, you don't want to sit there and go oh let me taste all the taste and notes of it and let me like sit and take photos of it and write down my thoughts on it like sometimes you're like i don't want to think i just want something i've had before that i like or i know i'm gonna like and i don't yeah. want to put got into that's what i consider like a fridge filler in a way yeah fridge filler sunday dinner yeah kind of that's what i call it it's a beer i yes. drink while i'm cooking so sunday want, dinner <laughs> yeah you want what you know you're gonna like and you want something that you know you is just gonna win for you you don't yeah. want to go get adventurous when you've got you know mates around and you're having a barbecue you don't want to be like yeah. that's the time to try that barrel aged <laughs> that has weird flavors to it i don't know what you're talking about i crack open a sour when i'm barbecuing <laughs> I do yeah. <laughs> uh, right so wild card uh were founded in 2012 and they make award-winning beers in their brewery in walthamstow in london uh, they have a tap room and a barrel store and their head brewer is jager wise uh, she's quite influential, if you haven't heard of her before, in the beer community. She's the chairperson for the South East chapter of the Society for Inde- Independent Brewers, also known as SIBA. Uh, and you can find her on Channel 4's The Food Programme. Um, she runs every year a event at the brewery for women uh, on or around International Women's Day for International Women's Collaboration Brew Day, where she tries to educate women about beer and brewing and to get more women into the craft beer community and into the industry um i've been twice and it's absolutely brilliant love me love me a bit of wild card and i love me a bit of jager brilliant <laughs> that's got to be awesome getting a chance to go do that it's so good and it's li- it's open to any women that want to go it's brilliant now that the head on this is gone you can really don't know if it really makes a difference like if it's supposed to make a difference but i've just found that now that the head's kind of gone on it because i've had a few sips you can really get the sabro coconut oh yeah in the smell yeah yeah it's um i I, I love a good sabro i love sabro because i love the. i love how you can look at something and go and smell it and go what is this going to taste like and with Sabro, you're like, oh, I bet it's going to taste hoppy or anything else. And then you take a sip of it and you're like, oh, my God, it's coconut in my face. <laughs> and you just kind of don't see it coming. Like, yeah. I would look at something so light in colour and then go, yeah, that's going to taste like coconut. Isn't it? <laughs> that's really interesting that. because um, so at the last International Women's Collabor- Collaboration Brew Day um, at Wildcard, we did a um, hop rub test so we were given loads of different hops and we had to like smell them and write down what we thought about them and then they took all of the hops away and gave us random ones and we had to identify them and one of them was sabro (laughs) and i I was like i'd never smelled it before and i was like this beer this is amazing i want to brew beer with this so i ended up getting some and i brewed a pina colada pale ale with it oh amazing yeah i compared it to the um fierce pina colada one there's yeah, got yeah. a bit of lime in it like i think well it tastes to me like it's got a bit more lime a bit zesty but mine st- i thought mine stood up next to it i mean that's me saying it because i brewed it <laughs> but, but i think it's all right yeah i like using sabro i think it's one of those marmite hops though that's it you need me now to come in as an independent mm. judge here so independent verifier <laughs> i am um, I, I, I liked the uh, Collective Arts did a pina colada sour Ooh. and it was absolutely phenomenal. And 
to even give it the benefit of the doubt of how amazing that I thought it was, um, you know, not to be taken lightly. <laughs> um, I got it at a shop um, and it was already at that point out of date. Oh, right, and I yeah. think anybody had realised and I hadn't, to be honest, I don't look, I just grab them. And yeah, you just assume way. they're in, they're in date. Yeah, and then I thought, you know, I've got a bit of time for it. It's a sour, it's got a bit of time. Um, yeah. And I grabbed it when it was really sunny and nice out one day, and I thought, this is going to be excellent. Um, looked at the can, it's like, it's out of date. I don't know, and it, and it was quite a few months out of date. Oh. And I went, don't know how I feel about this, but you know what? If I'm going to drain pour it, I'm going to taste it. Yeah, might as well have a little taste. Not going to make me sick, I'll do yeah. it. And it was so nice Yay. <laughs> i was like don't let i'll put it in my um, instagram post don't don't let it put you off if you if you happen to find one of these and it's out of date <laughs> but anyways it's so good well sours last a little bit longer anyway and it's yeah with the age it's the hops that are going to die off first really so and that's it it's not yeah. it's not hoppy yes yeah, so it's very coconutty very yeah. There's a little like, pineapple in there. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, what I do you like. think of your What do you think of your beer? Hmm. I'm a fan of it. Um, I I I like it. I like it at the price point it's at. I like it at like for the price point it's at. The fact that it's easily accessible at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. And that's not to take away, just to caveat, it's not to take away from independent bottle shops, ordering direct from breweries. I do all that, but I yeah. also can't help of when I'm in their grocery store, getting my groceries, also going, well, let me just have a look down the beer aisle. So I spread it out all over the place. And for the price and the accessibility of it, I just find it's, it's really refreshing. It's really, it's got a crispness to it and the coconut just comes Ooh. through in a nice way. There's one of these in my beer fridge. I'm going to have to try it now be one of my tries this um, is when you try it and you go that's not any that's of that what are you talking like. about <laughs> not at all not at all i try i trust your judgment um so this is a nice standard beer i think i think this is a barbecue and beer like definitely like it's it's citrusy tropical fruity but like nice and level like you could drink it you're not it's not in your face but it's a mm. nice like you're pleased by it it's a good kind of like to sit out in the sun yeah sit out in the sun with it it'll go down it'll go down a little bit too quickly but it's um 5.4 percent, so it's not too bad i was gonna say what's the abv on that yeah mine's 5.7 yeah it's not too bad those quite normal ones right Mm. that was lovely quite light good yeah i enjoy wildcard it's big thumbs up for them yeah i would say Right, what are we going for next? Oh, I don't know. Should we do which one's yours? Is Should we do Aura? aura? Should we do Aura? Yeah, because you've got to do your burnt mill last. Yeah, I've got to do that one last. Definitely. What glass yeah. shall I do my Aura in? I'll do it in this one. I'm going to do mine in my nice cloud water glass. Oh, my lovely. Cloud water glass. <laughs> I've got an Alaskan Brewing Co glass. Okay. I was warned about how difficult it would be to pour into this glass because yeah. of the size and the shape of it. And oh. you know, 
I just want to say I'm nailing it. I know you can't. <laughs> I am hold it, absolutely. Hold it up to those that are watching us on video. There we go. Yeah, look. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Like, be careful. It's really difficult Ooh. to pour into. Nah. I did have a bit of trouble with my one that's a bit shaped like that just now. Taste that. Do I get like top marks for that? Yeah, well done. It's a good head on there as well. Well done. You want to get that head in there? Keep the uh, keep the aromas in. Very nice. Ooh. The aromas are strong. Yeah. <laughs> it is pungent in the best way possible. This one's really floral. Yeah. Does it tell me what hops are in it? Oh, mosaic, Simcoe, and Citra. Oats, paler Munich malt, and it's got a New England style, creamy, soft mouthfeel with a soft pink grapefruit background. Oh, I've also got creamy mouthfeel. <laughs> See, that's interesting that they say that it's got mosaic in it because normally mosaic smells like broccoli to me. Oh, no, there, wait, there it is. That just blew your mind. Right in the back. It's, it's really under underlying that broccoli bit that i get so, i've got citron centennial in mine oh i'm gonna say on this 100 percent on the smell it's called limoncello and it if you didn't realize someone's just poured you a beer you'd go yeah i think you've just given me a glass of limoncello like if i couldn't see it if you just looked like oh, i was smelling yeah it's limoncello it's very nice yeah. So mine is, I'm going to tr attempt to say mine Ooh. again. Giasone, double dry hopped IPA. So I didn't think I was going to like this. Well, I thought it'd be all right. But it's actually <laughs> really lovely. So it's got quite a floral aroma, which I'm surprised by bit perfumey which is not what i would expect from those hops it's uh again almost almost clear but just lightly hazed um lemony color again this one's got a really soft fluffy white head yeah i would say what's funny is i would say and i don't know if it's like maybe how they i don't know you could tell me if it's because how it's brewed there yeah. Or where it's got a very this looks like a cloudy lemonade like if i were to yeah. make lemonade um and yeah this also has like a fluffy head to it and i've had a few sips of it and you can see like the head retention on it yeah normally with like a lot of beers i find after a few sips it just dissipates away completely. yeah or even smelling it even just letting it sit there this is it's still a nice sort of yeah got nice nice head retention on that I will say when they say creamy, it is definitely I get creaminess to it. Yeah, this one, this one is, has as well. They're they're good at that. Yeah, I could. I will confidently say I could easily just drink this way too quickly on a nice summer day, having something nice and light out in the garden and at the beach or anything. Just it's a very summery nice taste very yeah. refreshing this is so i would for me personally i'd go for the nepper for a like an outdoor barbecuing sesh because this is it's quite rich 
Mm. So there's like, I'm having difficulty describing it because it's, it's slightly salty. I don't, to be fair with mine, I don't think I would have mine with a barbecue, but I'd have mine with something at like, if, if you were sitting at El Fresco to get yeah. Italian. Yeah. Uh, and, and you had like a nice um, stone baked pizza outside or like a yeah. salad or something that was just a bit kind of like, I wouldn't have something heavy or, or like a lot yes. of meat. A salad, a pizza, yeah. something out in the garden. This limoncello, yeah, absolutely perfect for it. It's brilliant. Capre- caprese salad, some yeah. nice buffalo mozzarella, beautiful. Anything Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Aura uh, have they were founded in 2016 in Modena in Italy, uh, and they had a passion for using fine Italian ingredients to create contemporary beer styles i i think that you can tell that in these beers like you can tell that the ingredients are not <laughs> not the from around here the limoncello um they've import i think i believe that i've read it correctly they've imported yeah. the lemons from italy yeah like sicilian time. lemons it is it is like sicilian is it's not sicilian but i don't think it's sicilian but it is italian oh. Yeah. lemons that they've used directly for it so they now they started selling beers in milan but they now brew out of tottenham in north london um their head brewer's name is julia i don't think she's been with them very long uh, she comes from germany she used to work on a hop farm in new zealand and she led a brewery in greenland so that's quite an interesting background that is pretty so cool. i think i mean that's going to make you that's a really good background for producing interesting beers which i think aura make really interesting beers it, it's funny because um you've like she's not italian i'm assuming obviously she probably visited the italian brewery that they've got but yeah. it's funny because she's really nailed the essential italian limoncello taste for somebody yeah. that's not not that you have to be italian to be able to do that but she's done it so remarkably well and you know, I'm really, I'm actually really more impressed than I think I was going to be with this one. I thought, I my expectation was, I thought it's going to be a lemon IPA. It's going to be probably quite tart, maybe a bit acidic. You know, that's what I went into this thinking. And, you know, it'll be good, but maybe it just would be a bit too strong on the lemon or I don't know. It's perfectly balanced. Um, the lemon's there, but it's not overpowering and it's not actually there's a bit of tartness, but it's not actually that, that sour at all. And um, you get it a little bit at the back of your mouth, but yeah. not an overwhelming amount. And it's really creamy and just, yeah, I, I could, I really like it. Yeah, this one's got a really creamy body to it. Like, they, they nail that. Yeah, I'm just Julia. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, um, this is quite citrusy. I'm getting more of those hops now. As it's going on, it's got a real, it's got a really lemony aroma to me as well. I don't know whether it's just because you're saying about lemons. Did I? Did I? Maybe, them? maybe you've yeah. like put it in my head. But this one seems quite lemony and quite, it's quite fresh. Um, and it's, yeah, I yeah, would say it's fresh. Got a really creamy, like a good creamy body, and then there, there is a slight. It's quite subtle bitterness but it's very refreshing and it cleans your palate. Um, so you just want to drink more of it because it's, 
quite dry. It's really I'd lovely. Say, I don't necessarily have a bitterness to mine, but mm. it's definitely got that dry. I don't really know the right way to explain it, but sort of like the backbone to it, where it's kind of like the, you know, it's not your immediate taste, but sort of yeah. coming off the back end of it, it is quite yeah. dry. It's drier than you realise. And it's, yeah. it, that actually makes it, I think, a bit more refreshing because you just sort of go, oh, that's a nice clean taste <laughs> you yeah. get a nice clean lemon taste and it's it's phenomenal it's, uh, I think it's really it's nice actually highly attenuated so there's not a lot of residual sugar and so it's dry and then it makes you want to drink more fun fact that i there didn't go. Know. there you go I know what. <laughs> i'll drop those in every now and then just for you mm. that's what i need that's why oh. i thought this would be brilliant because you know yeah. you've got me me speaking in caveman going, smells <laughs> like lemon. Not caveman, not caveman. So this is what you need to know about beer tasting. If you taste it, then it's there. Because everyone tastes differently. So if you, like, I smell broccoli. Other people think that, that Mosaic's the best hop ever, whereas I'm like, oh, smells like broccoli. Not into that. Uh, you know, I would rather have a roasty, coffee, chocolatey stout Whereas other people are like, oh, I don't like that. It's like, it's totally down to personal preference and everyone tastes differently. So if you taste it, it's there. Just have the confidence to say it. Yeah, I, I agree. And as much as I take the, the pee out of myself by, by saying stuff like that, like saying, oh, I speak in or whatever, that is, to be quite honest, like that's why I thought this would be such a good idea because, you know, I thought we could just show people, <laughs> you can just describe things as you describe them. Yeah. And it's, wrong it's nope. just how you see them and how you taste them and how you smell them and, and all that absolutely and, you know doesn't matter who you are or you know what what you know or don't know it's just like if you like you said if you see it and you smell it, it you do it's there <laughs> absolutely all right are you ready to go on to the last one? Oh yeah I'm gonna there we go it, i really like it right i know this one's really nice <laughs> yeah we made good choices. Well done, us. That was, yeah, pat on the back. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah, we did good. We did good. Okay, right, we're now on to burnt meal. I have got After Earth, a BA Imperial Stout. What's it got here? Yeah, my oh, High Hopes West Coast Pale Ale, 5%. And I don't know what's popular in this one. Let's see. Oh, oh I've got Citra. I left this one till the Citra. end. Oh, there's a lot of hops. Mosaic, Citra, Chinook, Simcoe, and Centennial. Oh, nice. All those lovely American ones. <laughs> well, they knew. Yeah. They knew when I picked this up. <laughs> oh. And I'm going to, uh, surprisingly, I've picked it to drink out of my American <laughs> cook glass. And it says the granddaddy of craft on it. <laughs> nice. Nice. This is it. Which I think I feel like we just need to like showcase all of our beer glasses because I've got a collection. <laughs> I, I've I've got a collection. <laughs> okay, yeah, but I I you probably have more than I do. And, <laughs> and why I will say because I stop myself because my husband's like, no, this is not like we don't have. This is ludicrous. We don't have space to put any more glasses. So I've 
to buy it. I went to Tiny Rebel and I got a bar mat because I was like, he's like, no, no, you've got Tiny Rebel glasses. You're not getting any more. <laughs> My husband is exactly the same. So I've literally got a, um, so one of the skinny Billy bookcases from Ikea with a glass cupboard door. When we moved it, we moved into this house two years ago. I was like, I need a cabinet for my glasses. I filled it <laughs> with yes. glasses stacked, right? And so he was like, that's it. That's it. You've got enough glasses. You don't need any more. I've snuck, I've snuck a few more in since then. So the, uh, during lockdown, we decided that we wanted to change the furniture in the living room. Um, so we've got like a dresser uh, and I've moved some of, some of my beer glasses that have got a story behind them or if they got broken... I could not replace them and I'd be absolutely devastated. And now on display, yeah, just on display in these two shelves in the dresser in the living room. So I've got a little bit of space in my glass cupboard now. (laughs) You need more to fill it. Can can I make an argument for myself just in case anyone's judging? So for me, the reason I've collected a few is because when I like to go to breweries, I like to go to tap rooms, I like to see all that. And especially when we travel, like when we travel, we go back to the US to see my family or we go to Japan or, you know, wherever we've gone on holiday. You know, I like to go to the tap rooms and I want to take something back with me, but I want to take something back that's going to be useful and meaningful. And I think glasses are perfect because you use them. (laughs) You use them regularly. And um, it's just a nice thing that doesn't cost so much money that you will get use out of and you can look at it and it can make you smile and that's why I like that it's like clothes you could grow out of clothes they get old you know glasses glasses are forever forget (laughs) until (laughs) until someone breaks them like my husband's broken a few of my my glasses (laughs) and like I still haven't forgiven him for a few of them you broke one of my Sam Adams glasses yeah, bring me back when you come back next. <laughs> right, back back to what we're actually talking about. This is this Not is glasses. it. We're just gonna we're just gonna ramble now. That's it. We're just gonna talk about all these different things. Everyone's so gonna hate it. <laughs> people are gonna love it. They're gonna love it. Um, burnt Mill. So Burnt Mill started operations in 2017 in a converted barn in Ipswich, and Sophie Durand became the head brewer in July of that year. Uh, she is the founder of International Women's Collaboration Brew Day, uh, which is, if you're not sure, it is an event that happens around the world where breweries um, bring women into their facilities and they brew a beer uh, with other women. It can be like other women brewers all get together and collaborate on a beer. It can be just women that are interested in beer get together and brew a beer. It's a really interesting uh, event that happens every International Women's Day. And Sophie started that. Um, she has used her wealth of experience in the industry to support other brewers and hosts an event at the brewery every year. I haven't managed to get up to that one, but uh, one of my friends went this year and it was brilliant. They made um, tribute to the hills this year at Burnt Mill that used sorghum in it, which I was interested in because that is a grain that is traditionally used in brewing in Africa. So that's interesting. interesting. You don't get that much, do you? Right. Yeah. And um, you yeah. Do, they were just, um, I was watching a presentation from a brewer in Africa and she said that there just isn't, documentation about traditional brewing in africa uh, but they're they're starting a craft scene 
there now and really opening things up um so she's trying to get things across like that but you you don't see us using sorghum much but it's a really interesting grain so if to be you fair, I don't think I've ever you know I don't it. think I've ever no no. yeah so i i think i might have only heard of it because i read about it in tasting beer by randy mosher brilliant beer book make sure you read it <laughs> you did you suggested it to me <laughs> yeah yeah tasting beer by randy mosher is the beer book that you should read if you're interested in beers and um, he talks about different grains from around the world and sorghum is traditional from africa um because it's just what grows in their in their area and they use it to brew beer over there and it's it's just an interesting flavour. Like it's it's different from anything else. And Sophie used it in their their International Women's Day beer this year. So if you can get tribute to the hills, give it a go. It's also got Kvaic, um yeast as well. So it was a real mix of different things. Really interesting. It was a good beer too. I'm quite interesting. To yeah, it was really interesting. It's a proper beer geek beer. <laughs> Right, what have I got in mind? So mine says it is a complex mix of specialty and dark malts make up the grist with cane molasses added in the boil. So grist is the um, crushed up grains that you use to make beer. Then they've added molasses in the boil and the beer is then, was then left to age in ex-bourbon barrels. Coffee, vanilla and toasted coconut flakes were introduced before packaging to further complement the beer's rich and complex flavour. Right, let's see. But well, the head's not really lasted on it. That's not a surprise for a stout. No, yeah, I was going to say stout. That's fine. I mean, this, to be fair, I'm like, like two minutes, and it's still got a bit of head on it. It's uh, Mine's quite... Mine's still... Again, it's a theme tonight. Very light in colour. Um, not hazy at all, though. It's, it's quite clear. It looks quite, I'm expecting it to taste carbonated because I can see it bubbling away. You see the bubbles? Drin, yeah, absolutely bubbling away. Large, medium or small carbonation bubbles? Uh, it's quite, quite small, actually. Yeah, tight bubbles. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even know you could have, now I'm getting yeah. Yeah, yeah, see, these are the things like, is it, is it small, tight, fast bubbles or is it like, yeah, yeah, so that's going to be, that's going to be really carbonated. See, these are the things you got to look for. Already teaching. Brilliant. Love it. And it smells like, it has like a, almost like a malty type sweetness. Like, you know, when you get the malt and it's like a, that it's not sweet, like sugar sweet. It's like malty sweet. Yes is kind of what it smells like. Like Maltesers? Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without the, yeah, obviously without the chocolate bits yeah. here. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm hungry now. I could go for some Maltesers. Right, so this is, this is like a really dark brown. It's got a bit of a, bit of a red hint to it. It did have a beige head, but that's completely gone. It's got... It's, it smells caramelly to me, and there is that I can smell the bourbon barrel in the aroma. Hang on, I'm giving it a swirl with my hand over the top of the glass because that helps trap in the aromas. Yeah, it's got that bourbon barrel smell. I'm not getting a lot of coconut, mm. it's roasty though. There is a bit of dark coffee in there. smooth quite thick there's a bitterness from 
the roastiness but this is dangerous because it doesn't taste 11.5 percent oh yeah this this is a this is a naughty one because this you're not like i can be like oh this is really lovely like it's got um a buttery caramelly type taste to it there's a very little bit of coconut in there very little it's like you drink it and you don't think about it and yeah it's like oh the glass is gone like oh i could just have another one couldn't i (laughs) this is like a really rich dessert it's a Mm. um the body is almost slightly chewy right yeah this is a this it's carbonated yeah but it's not immediately carbonated as okay. i was expecting it's it's like a delayed reaction in the carbonation yep. you know what i mean you sort of sip it and you go oh, that's all right and then towards the end of the sip you're like carbonated <laughs> <laughs> do you get that one of my favorite words that i've started using is tis so you get that carbonation tis on your tongue where it's kind of like <laughs> that's a fun word I'm, yeah I'm i don't now. think it's a real word i think i made it up <laughs> no i like it you should pat pat, pat and take it from you yeah this is way too easy drinking this is saying it's got you know uh, aromas of citrus fruits and pine needles are you getting that are you getting pine needles mm, well i don't get the citrus and i yeah. wasn't initially getting the pine needles but the more I kind of smell it, yeah. the more I'm like, okay. And again, I don't know if it's because I've just read that. And I'm like, oh, it's pine needles. Um, but it's not, it's not the type of pine needle smell that when it doesn't taste that, that resinous taste to it. Yeah. And you know, you get that, the pine needle smell that comes with like a resinous taste. Yeah. It's not like that. It's a pine needle as in like, I've literally just picked this up off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Build it tight pine needle. Um, there's a bit of citrus in there. It's just, yeah, it's it, it's something that I think the resinous pine needle bit to it and the the citrusy bit kind of came after the first few sips, and then you kind of start going, oh yeah, I can smell it. Yeah, yeah. It has that like um, cleaning project y <laughs> smell when you when you like the the yeah. freshness outdoor. Like, like, like pine cleaner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, the maltiness comes through, and it's, yeah. but not in an obvious way. I don't know, like that's the best way I can think to describe it. Is the maltiness comes through, but it's not the same type of malt. Like when you have a really malty beer, it's not that level of malty. Yeah. It's just very, it's that level of sweetness just sort of hidden. Do you say it's a, it's a West Coast, isn't it? Yeah, West Coast. Yeah. So they have um, they have that maltiness in the background as kind of almost like a support. So it is slightly mm. sweet from the malt, and then the hops are on top of it. So that you, that's exactly how you've described it. Is what that's what a West Coast IPA is. Yeah. And then they, they put in too many hops for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, give me all yeah. all the hops, please. <laughs> I'll take all your hops that you don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I I find that burnt meal beers are really complex. I I was going to say it is more yeah. like complex. It's difficult for me to just go. Oh, it's yes. this or there's it, a, it's there's a lot in them as well. Yeah, and every time you sip it, you taste something slightly different. Like I'm starting to get yeah. 
a bit more coconut in this. I'm getting the, the woodiness from the bourbon barrels. I'm going to, I'm sometimes I think I mistake vanilla for caramel because it's just, it just seems deserty to me. Right. And I think that's what I get out of it. Yeah, and I think, to be fair, like, I, you're right in the sense of, okay, this has got, you know, various hot, I've, I've already gone over the hops, there's numerous yeah. hops yeah. that they've used. Um, there's, looking at it now, it says light crystal malts make up the grist oh, yeah. for a malt profile. So, so that's, yeah. where the, that's where the sweetness will come from, because a, a crystal yeah. malt, um, there's a process that happens to it so that sugar crystals happen in the malts. So you oh, get right, those, okay. so you get those caramelly flavors. Because when they, when the malts are, are dried out and they get picked, they get germinated, then they're dried out and then they're kilned to whatever they need to do. The crystal malts have another process done to them where, um, I don't know the exact process off the top of my head, but it there's a secondary process where they um, allow sugary crystals to f happen within the grain and so they give those caramelly sugary flavors that you get when you use crystal malt in your in your beers so that's where you're getting mm. that sugariness from yeah that's quite interesting mm. um yeah and they've got like fruity aromatics listed in that as, as taste and it's like i can get all that and it's yeah. and it's just funny because like you said it is it is quite complex and and you yeah. take a few sips and you go oh, yeah, okay i've got that and then you take a few sips and you go oh it's actually changed a bit yeah yeah um, it's i've beers complex beers you can drink them all the way through and you'll get different things all the way through and whenever i've had some burnt, bitterness now yeah whenever i i've had a burnt meal beer you get just different levels of flavor all the way through it like i would say a question then does that does does temperature and something like this would temperature make a difference as well because i Absolutely. know like, with stouts it's like as it warms up yeah. you get more of the flavors yeah but i don't think i've ever experienced it with a pale obviously when it's really cold you don't taste it but yeah. you get that much varying degree with a pale or an ipa depending i mean on you can it's... you can do because it the the temperature depends on how much of the aromatics are released so right. um if you have a beer too cold, you're not going to get the aroma. You're not going to get the flavors because they're just not chemically released for you. Um, so this, this stout has been sat out for a little bit now because I put it out just before we started. <laughs> so it's, it's about the right temperature to get all of, all of the flavors out of it. But um, you kind of want, you want your lighter beers to be slightly cooler just because that goes really well with, the fruity flavors that you're going with like you want it to be a bit yeah. cooler. so yeah temperature is really important temperature is important um what kind of glass you're drinking it out of is important all of that is really important we'll have to do a, a so you mean tasting. you can't just go like te <laughs> just teku for everything or? oh no i i will do a teko for everything right so i've got my teko here Ta -da! this is one of my favorites so what you want it, i mean Different beers are better in different glasses. You can go the whole hog and be like, I'm going to have this beer, for, this for this beer and this for this beer. But really, a Teco is a really good standard one because it's bowl shaped. So this opens up the beer 
for the flavors and the aromas to come out but then it tapers in to capture those aromas so that you can smell them because actually you don't taste a lot of the flavors that you get a lot of it's from the aroma so you need that aroma to build up that flavor profile so i think it's with a smaller a top as well correct me if i'm wrong yep. small top as well it's easy to sort of put a hand over yeah you can put a hand over and swirl oh, it yeah that's really good and having the stem means that if you've got a beer that you want cooler you're not holding on to it and making it warm although you can if you need to warm it up you can hold it like that also just looks a bit fancy i was just gonna say for me for me we already, before we started recording i already said it for me it makes you feel fancy i feel like like it might not i didn't know all this so you've just like educated me but for me i don't care if it's the nicest one or the right one to drink out of or the right or wrong for me it's like it looks amazing if i'm at somebody's house and i'm drinking a beer and i haven't got a my glasses with me um for example at new year i went to my cousin's house and i i was just like I'm at, where are your wine glasses i need a wine glass <laughs> for my beer where please where are your pleb glasses <laughs> I was just like, 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 she's got them in like a nice cabinet in her kitchen and i'm like can i have one of your wine glasses i'm gonna put my beer in it <laughs> give, me your, give me your finest pleb glass <laughs> the rest of the family are, are just so used to me now in fact we play a new game at new year now called um, what weird beers can Joanne make everybody drink? <laughs> you know what's funny? So my in so okay, obviously we've established I'm from the US, my family's in the US, my husband's British, so his family's here. Um some of my in-laws literally live around the corner from us, so we'll yep. go over there for dinners and all that, and uh, we're gonna be with them this weekend as well. <laughs> they like to call our beers the funny beers. So <laughs> absolutely <laughs> They, they will go, oh, um, so we've got, they, they, my brother-in-law, he like exclusively pretty much drinks Carlin or, or Carlsberg. Like it's one or the other. It's usually Carlin. If he can't get it, it's Carlsberg. But they are so good because they make the added effort to be like, well, I was at the shop and I picked you up some brew dogs or something like this. But like, they don't say like, I got you some brew dog. They're like, we got your funny beers in the other. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what my family are like. We bring them. We bring them around. We'll leave them in their fridge for when they get around because because they're so close and they've got dogs. We've got a dog. We yeah. go. Over. It's like we'll just bring beers, leave them. Oh, yeah, funny beers. We've moved them to the fridge. <laughs> yeah. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah. She calls funny beers. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. It's so so. But I, the thing that gets me is my uncle and my granddad um, were were beer drinkers. I remember them being beer drinkers, and they they drank real ale. You know what we know as real ale now. Um, and they were courage best bitter drinkers from what I remember from my childhood. Um, they then moved on to Foster's <laughs> that wasn't available anymore. And now <laughs> then my uncle moved to John Smith's <laughs> and now he's really impressed with himself because he, he drinks Doomba. Oh, the best oh. day was when, <laughs> so so we were at a family function and he was just like, Joanne, I've been drinking um, IPAs. And I was like, we like, have what? you, have you? So we were at the bar and he's like, there's an IPA. I'm going to get it. So it was Goose Island IPA. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to have that. I was like, have you had that before? And he was like, no, no, but I've been drinking IPAs. I was like, what IPA have you been drinking? And he was like, Green King IPA. I was like, 
no, 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 no. I was like, no, no. I was like, this, uh, and he'd already ordered a pint of it. <laughs> I was just like, you're not, I was like, try it, but I don't think you're going to like it. And he took one step and he was like, oh, that's not an no. IPA. And I was like, right, a Green King IPA. <laughs> that is an IPA. <laughs> right. And so a Green King IPA is an English IPA. So it's a lot more malty and the hops are a lot more earthy whereas that's an american ipa so it's going to be really citrusy and bitter and he was like oh i can't drink this so i had to drink a pint of goose island ipa which yeah it's not terrible but there was something else on the bar that i really wanted to try and i was like well oh now i've got to drink that because my uncle won't drink it that's it well i'll see okay you'll do it because if you were me i'd go you get yours i'll get mine you don't like yours i'll double park it i'll have both of them yeah <laughs> you can get the one you really want. But that's to go back to what you just said about it being an English IPA. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think I've ever kind of gone. And maybe this is just my ignorance. I don't think I've ever gone like, oh, there's a English IPA mm-hmm. and then there's an American. I've just gone, well, it's an IPA and IPA is an IPA. Right. So that's that's one of our episodes then, isn't it? An English yeah. English IPAs <laughs> and American IPAs. That's and it. New we'll England IPAs and West Coast um, IPAs. I'm going to get <laughs> you. I am going to get you to drink one of these sirens because you know what? No, but I like siren, so it's okay. No, but this the West Coast IPA they've done with green cheek. I've got some still stashed away. Okay, have to try it. And I've just picked up some today from the brewery. The be even more Pacific, and it's there. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. So literally, (laughs) I need you to try them because they're not you know the ones they do with green cheek not very bitter it's bitter but it's not that level like it's not like massive hoppy in it It, it's hoppy but maybe it's me being biased because i like like, i'm not drinking a 7.8 percent or whatever it is like i'm obviously drinking a five (laughs) percent think about it and then you just like like, oh it's gone that's sad (laughs) (laughs) love a beer like that oh no it's gone where is it gone i need some more that's it ipas (laughs) We'll explore IPAs. Explore IPAs. There we go. Settled. <laughs> yeah, and then we can talk about the varying different things that all the different types of IPAs. Because there's yes. red IPAs and there's white IPAs, black IPAs. I love oh, I a black IPA. IPA. Mm, brilliant. I've just brewed one actually. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to share. That. This is the thing. This is the thing. Now, I'm, every time I brew something, I'm gonna have to send you something. We'll have to do a, yeah. a podcast the on that as well. One, the yeah, pumpkin, pumpkin one. The pumpkin one is the one I'm looking the most mm. forward. To. Uh, I really hope it's going to come out. It smelt right. Even if it's I, not I know right. you're, I'll take I know it. you're going to know what I'll that is. I'll take means. it. <laughs> I'll take it. Even get, if it you cannot, smell right. you cannot get pumpkin beer over here. I um, no. I had you a conversation with. And it's like that's mm, yeah. hard pass. Hard. Pass, They're not making that pass. anymore either, so we won't get that anymore. Brewdog one. Barely finds it in the first place. Brewdogs. To be fair, Brewdogs. This whole separate episode. Brewdogs is passable. It is doable it was okay it was okay good one yeah it's all right um it's not southern tier though is it (laughs) it's not it's not like my my sister phoned me the other day and she's and then she's like they're out now the pumpkin's out now and i was like jerk and she's like up for christmas because we're going back to christmas like yes yes pumpkin beers i'll have them they do a barrel aged one. Oh my god right so so she needs to buy two of everything because you've got to bring me some back now <laughs> that's it what i'll do is when i go back at already at christmas mm. i pretty much fill up my suitcase take an extra suitcase with you <laughs> i take so much beer back when i come back from the us not because i think us beer is superior to uk it's nothing like that it's just stuff you can't get yeah 
they have different stuff they have different stuff and exactly I'm one of these people that try, wants to try between, everything. No, it doesn't. It's different. The, the beer scenes are different. And that's fine because there's just more beer for us to drink. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I will take like a whole suitcase back and I'll <laughs> take two of everything. Yes. Brilliant. This is what this podcast is about. <laughs> that, it's not about any of you listeners. It's about me getting good uh, beer. That's what it's, it's about, about now. Us, it's about us drinking the yeah, beer. That's that we all want it's about now. Brilliant. <laughs> Right, on that note, I feel like we should sign off. Um, thank you for joining us this week on our first ever podcast. Um, where can we find everybody? So I am a woman's brew on Instagram and Facebook. I'm also love beer learning on Instagram and Facebook. Come find us for information about beer styles, hops, malts, and just really interesting learning about beer if you've enjoyed the things we've talked about today. Tori, where can we find you? Um, I am on adventures underscore in underscore optimism on Instagram. Um, come check out what I write. I, I do it for me. So apologies if it's... <laughs> if it's She's brilliant. Ignore her. She's like, you're going to see her point of view. It's brilliant. <laughs> and she gets some weird and wonderful beers. So go and check her out as well. Right. Um, there'll also be all of our links in our show notes. So thank you for listening. And cheers. Yeah, I'm going to go drink some more while I'm in the channel. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>